Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Three great guests for you. We'll speak with Jen Cox. She's running for Brownsburg School Board. Plus, we'll check in with Luke Stevenson from the Danville School Board. But first, we speak with Todd Young. Of course, Todd, United States Congressman, currently running for the United States Senate. Uh, the seat currently held by Dan Coates, and he is locked in a neck-and-neck -neck contest with Evan Bai and uh, Todd kind enough to chat with us yesterday on the phone here's that conversation well this time we have the privilege of speaking with United States Congressman Todd Young of course also running for United States Senate Todd how are you I'm great Rob how are you my friend doing just uh, just uh, wonderful you're doing very well in the polls now uh, what do you attribute your uh, your success to you know, our message hasn't changed a whole lot, and, and uh, to that I attribute our success. Uh, people uh, found a, a fresh message of uh, pivoting to a common-sense conservative uh, direction. Uh, you know, months ago as we began to carry this message around every corner of the state, 
And now the contrast is starker than ever with the entry of uh, Evan Bayh into this race. Uh, his record is one of supporting uh, top-down regulatory policies, higher taxes, uh, and uh, health care laws that uh, unfortunately diminish access and uh, increase costs. In contrast, I think we need to go uh, the opposite direction. We need to be creating jobs from the ground up uh, here in Indiana uh, rather than top-down from Washington, D.C. in a way that imposes artificial and political limits on opportunities. And so that's that's something uh, we've been carrying around, and, and you know, it's not a partisan message. It's uh, it's something that uh, should appeal to Republicans, Democrats, and independents alike, and um, uh, that's what we've discovered in, in recent months. You, you, you brought out the big guns a couple weeks ago. President Bush coming to campaign for you. Yeah, President Bush uh, coming in, recognizing the importance of this race uh, to uh, not just Indiana and our future, but to uh, you're my cocker spaniel. He's uh, he's barking approvingly of uh, President Bush's appearance. Uh, but uh, so uh, yeah, it was a bit distracting. Uh, you know, we're petting him here. Um, so yeah, President Bush uh, shined a bright light on uh, the importance race, uh, not just to keeping a Republican majority in the U.S. Senate, but to making sure, uh, just as importantly, that we have a conservative U.S. Supreme Court moving forward. And uh, that's what's at stake uh, here in this Indiana Senate race. And uh, that's why uh, we're taking this weighty responsibility so seriously and, and uh, in large measure, why I think we've had tens of thousands of Hoosiers uh, decide to get involved in this race at the grassroots level. Uh, they want to save the republic uh, without putting too fine a point on it, uh, because you know Hoosiers always step up in a time of need and and do what's right, and, and uh, they're certainly stepping up now. You have uh, been very impressive because Evan Bayh gets back in the race. A lot of people thought, oh my gosh, that's now a seat for the Democrat. You didn't run, you didn't hide, you've taken it right to him, and you seem to really relish this fight. You know, we're having fun. Uh, I've always uh, learned since you know my service in the Marines that when uh, faced with a challenge, be a happy warrior, right? Uh, it keeps morale up among the troops, and uh, you end up uh, having fun in the process, right? So uh, we're looking at this as an opportunity to make political history, to do our part, to uh, lead this country a little better than we found it for our kids, our grandkids, uh, the next generation of Hoosiers. And, you know, and another thing that, uh, you know, frankly is at stake in this election is you look at the uh, lack of leadership uh, coming out of the White House and, and from so many in Washington, is our international standing. Um, you know, a lot of Hoosiers are, are frankly, you know, they're embarrassed uh, by our foreign policy and uh, how we've lost uh, respect among our allies uh, and foes alike. And uh, we have a lot of work to do, hopefully in a bipartisan way, to burnish the image of the United States, to restore uh, our reputation. Uh, for, um, you know, steely nerves during times of trouble and for resolve uh, when it's time for us to uh, take bold action. And um, we've lost a measure of that. Uh, I believe that uh, with the right president in place, supported by the right uh, members of Congress, um, we can, in pretty short order, restore our respect around the world. Uh, I reflect on history, uh, fairly recent history. We think back to uh, Jimmy Carter, and the respect he lost uh, for the United States around the world. And then we had somebody by the name of Ronald Reagan, uh, who came into office, uh, was an internationalist, and um, boom, uh, America is immediately 
recognized as a superpower that uh, we, in fact, are. Our guest is United States Congressman Todd Young, of course, also running for U.S. Senate. Uh, Todd, you got a big debate coming up here. Tell us uh, what uh, what you're doing to get ready for that. You know, I, I spent so much time interacting with Hoosiers, and uh, not a bad way to get ready for a debate, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, if, if you want to be speaking to the future uh, of uh, Indiana, the future of the American people, uh, it would help to spend some time with them and uh, understand what their uh, needs and concerns are, the challenges and opportunities they're facing. And um, so I'm spending a whole lot of time doing what I've been doing for the last really six years since I've been in office, which is interacting directly uh, with my fellow Hoosiers. And uh, with, uh, with that said, uh, you know, I, I, I do want to indicate that um, I've always learned in the Marines and in other environments uh, as a kid when I was playing sports uh, to respect my adversaries' talents and capabilities. And I know I'm facing, you know, someone who spent a lifetime in politics. So uh, the two-minute responses or whatever they are and and uh, uh, the punchlines that he's no doubt rehearsing in the mirror uh, are, are things that uh, uh, we'll be prepared for. Are you surprised that he's kept up the charade that he actually never left Indiana? You know, I, I guess I'm disappointed. It's um, it, 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 this goes to a much larger issue, of course, and, and Hoosiers uh, understand that this is not just about residency, right? Uh, if it were just that, that would be um, not superficial, but uh, that wouldn't be as powerful as, as what's really at stake here. For someone to mislead Hoosiers about where they live, something so simple as that, when it's entirely clear that, uh, you know, Evan Bai and, and uh, uh, his, his family lived elsewhere, um, that goes to integrity. That goes to one's character. I mean, if he's going to mislead you about where he rests, rests his head at night, what else is he going to tell you uh, that's not truthful? Um, what else has he already uh, told us uh, that's not truthful? What is he hiding from us uh, that uh, would reveal uh, other truths and mistruths? Um, so it opens up a, a, a door to further questions and um, we don't need those sorts of questions come election day. Those ought to be answered. Our guest is United States Congressman uh, Todd Young. Um, what's the central issue you're hearing from voters? You are all over the state. You're going everywhere. Is there a central theme you, you hear from people? Yeah, you know, I consistently hear um, some variant of, of the theme that um, you know people are tired. They want solution-oriented candidates who who, uh, who are really have the ability to forge consensus around common sense. Who's your conservative uh, solutions to problems? Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud uh, during my short time in public service to have uh, earned that reputation and to have a record of achievement, which I'm running on. Uh, and uh, I have a skill set uh, that I've been able to demonstrate uh, during this very partisan atmosphere in Washington, D.C., uh, that I can still get things done. And uh, so this will be a, a point of distinction, I think, uh, during the campaign. Uh, my opponent left uh, the U.S. Senate, you'll recall, because he said he couldn't get things done uh, during uh, what was even then regarded as a partisan atmosphere, and things have only grown more, more partisan since then. The other thing I'm hearing is that um, too many people go to Washington, D.C. on our behalf. We send them there. We hire them. And um, they seem to immediately forget who they work for. And uh, we just can't have that anymore. We need uh, elected representatives who stay deeply uh, connected to uh, the people they represent, not in some 
virtual reality uh, sense, but in the real sense, uh, actually showing up on the ground in Indiana and, and meeting with, with regular rank-and-file Hoosiers like you and me, Rob. You, you had a great unity moment here a couple of days ago up in Fort Wayne. Tell us a little bit about that. Governor Pence was there, Marlon Stutzman there, Eric Holcomb there. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's really exciting to me to have uh, our native son on the national ticket. So to have Mike Pence come back and fire up the crowd was, uh, of course, a special moment for all present, uh, and a good moment for Indiana more generally. Uh, to have the others you mentioned uh, on the stage with me, uh, my colleague Marlon Stutzman. Uh, of course, we went through a spirited battle together, and and uh, you know in the end, I would say we were. Uh, as, as is so often the case in primaries, uh, our distinctions were really on the margins. We agree on so many issues, and, and I have uh, respect for Marlon and his family, and they fought till the end. So uh, that was a really nice unity moment to have Marlon up there. And then, of course, uh, my other uh, friend uh, who was involved in the uh, Senate primary for a period of time, Eric Holcomb, uh, who will be our next governor. Uh, up there giving a, just a great speech and uh, firing up the crowd and uh, I think uh, making crystal clear uh, to uh, the people present and beyond uh, exactly why he needs to be the next governor for the state of Indiana. Indiana is obviously a, a red state. It's a I think, plus six Republican. Is it really going to come down to folks in Hendricks County and Boone County where we're heard getting out to vote, these Republican voters, taking this election seriously? There are no counties more important. Uh, you know, because these are very Republican areas, uh, it's, it's really important uh, for uh, us to overperform in such areas to, uh, you know, to frankly, uh, to uh, compensate for other areas like where I live. Uh, I live in Bloomington, Indiana, you'll recall, Rob, and, and, uh, which is sort of a, a place for a, uh, a conservative Republican to think uh, their roots, but my wife and I, we call it missionary work, and uh, we've been able to convert a few along the way. We actually uh, uh, have had some real success at the ballot box increasingly as, as we carry the conservative Republican message into neighborhoods that aren't used to hearing it. And, and uh, So we want to perform well everywhere, but I would say uh, where you are, uh, where you're located is just uh, especially important, Rob. And I would imagine now as election trends change, people's trends change, I think 25% of people are early voting now, beginning October the, the 12th, uh, you want people to get out there and vote. Yeah, you know, we can attend all the rallies we want to. Uh, politicians can make their speeches, and, and uh, chicken dinners are great to raise some money and to send out mailers. But if people aren't voting, it all doesn't matter, right? I mean, you can, uh, to use a, a basketball analogy, uh, you can uh, run run a, a great game plan. Uh, you can uh, really move well off the ball, make some great passes. Uh, but if you're not making uh, your shots, in the end, uh, you're not going to win. So um, we need to go out there. We need to make the shots. And uh, in this game, you can make them early. Right. <laughs> the, the metaphor doesn't extend uh, completely. So uh, let's go ahead and take our shots before the game even starts. Uh, get those uh, get those numbers on the board, and then uh, come game day, we'll be ahead. Right. So that's that's part of uh, the modern uh, election strategy. As we wind down, you had a very important GOP figure, especially one in a more you know urban area that tends maybe not to go to GOP. Mayor Ballard was out with you the other day. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, the Marine Corps mayor uh, of Indianapolis. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's nice to have a, a fellow Marine and a mayor that, uh, you know, did so many uh, good things uh, for central Indiana, Indianapolis in particular, on our behalf. Uh, he surprised everyone in his own uh, first victory when uh, he first assumed office. And uh, I, uh, you know, we've, we've gained a lot of ground, I think, surprising many that uh, we gained ground so quickly against Evan Bay. Frankly, I wasn't surprised, though, because uh, I've been traveling around this state for the better part of a year and a half. Uh, I've lived in this state uh, most of my life. Uh, my home is here. I know what's on Hoosiers' minds. And uh, I know that uh, they really want somebody who, who is for uh, pressing for a, a new type of politics as opposed to the old way. Uh, this is a change election. Uh, our campaign's about change. And uh, you're not going to see, see the same stale old policies of the Clinton-Obama era. And, uh, uh, and, and so that's why they're embracing our race. It's because Hoosiers are great people. And um, I just happen to uh, uh, echo uh, the, the great ideas that uh, I learned about here in Indiana, and, and they find that message appeal. Want to close with this? We're just about a month away from Election Day. What's the next 30 days going to look like for you? Um, much like the last uh, roughly year and a half, uh, we will continue to uh, bring our message to every corner of the state of Indiana, uh, do a whole lot of listening along the way, and um, I'm not sure we can work any harder, Rob, to earn people's trust and support. So you won't find me lingering uh, in office buildings and uh, out of state. Uh, you won't find me uh, resting on laurels or depending upon my last name. Instead, you'll see me uh, going out and, and working hard for every vote. And uh, uh, I think in the end that will lead to victory. Well, Todd, you're a really great guy. Thank you for your public service, both in the, in the military and now as an elected official. Really appreciate it. Keep up the great work. Hey, thanks so much, Rob. Everyone have a great day. That was Indiana Congressman Todd Young, currently running for United States Senate. Certainly appreciate him taking the time to chat with us about the latest on that very big race that will captivate the attention of Hoosiers all throughout the month of October and into November. Keeping the show moving now, also had a chance to sit down and chat with Luke Stevenson. Luke of the Danville School Board. Fill us in on the latest that's happening in warrior country. Here's that conversation. All right, at this time, we say hello to our good friend Luke Stevenson. He's with the Danville School Board. Luke, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Rob? I'm great. You're probably very excited because in a few months, you don't have to be nice to anybody <laughs> anymore, right? You know, that's that's what they tell me. Uh, I'm a lot nicer than you, though, so I'll that's probably true. still do it. You That was right about June for me. Uh, for those who don't know, Luke elected not to run for school board again uh, this, this fall. Uh, so that means he's done, and he can come into the world of pontification and commentary just like uh, me. It was great. Right about June, it was like, you people. Actually, I think it was I think it was uh, right when they announced they were going to do the referendum for me, that it was like, uh, <laughs> this is a new You're out of there. me. Because, of course, I was Trump before Trump was cool. Right. Yeah, yeah that's that's you, Rob. Okay, uh, so what's going on with Danville? Anything I, big? You know, um, we're, we're working. We're continuing to see our students grow, our corporation uh, has been doing a lot of great things over there. Uh, we have a new a new uh, baseball coach coming on board. You do? Uh, yeah, he's a Brownsburg guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat O'Neill is coming over there. So, um, you know, it's always nice when you can get a state champion uh, to come over and, and coach your baseball team. So we're looking forward to that. 
And, you know, it must be uh, we either are doing everything right in Danville or no one wants the job because we have no competitive school board races. Wow, that's interesting. So you could have probably breezed into uh, another uh, another four more years. You know, so I, I joke with my, my friend Amy Elliott. She'll, she's the only candidate for my spot that I'll be vacating. Um, I thought she would have been a great candidate until she agreed to do it. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, you, you have to be a little crazy to decide to run for school board, and you have to be even crazier to decide to do it twice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm sure you, I would I like for you momentarily here or now, just take a moment and reflect on your time on the Danville School Board. Did you learn a lot? You know, it, it has been up to this point the best experience of my life. Um, I was one of five members over the past few years to manage a $25 million corporation that hires um, over 200 people and really works within the community as the focal point of our community to grow, uh, to grow our community, to grow kind of buy-in in Danville, right? I mean, we oversee a bigger land area and a larger population than what the town does uh, because we cover two townships. And, and it's really, it's been a great experience uh, and, and something that I'll always remember. Uh, get our guest is Luke Stevenson from the Danville School Board. Okay, let's talk about this football team. You guys are great this year. Yeah, New head coach, right? Right. Casey, Casey Woods, who's a Danville guy. He graduated with my older sister. Um, I could not be happier with our choice in a football coach. It's, it's a big difference from last year. And, you know, so we've lost to, unfortunately, uh, the Tri-West Bruins. We ran that game. Um, that's right, yeah. Uh, and, and we lost to the Lebanon Tigers. And, and those are really – we knew going in that, that Tri-West just has a great football team this year, but we gave them a fight. And, and really looking at the Sagamore Conference, the conference we're in, uh, that Lebanon game was probably going to be the deciding factor in who was second in the conference. Uh, and, and Lebanon was a good team. Um, early on, we, we had some silly turnovers, some missed opportunities, but we've really adjusted that and, and had some great wins these past couple weeks. Yeah, five and two. And as we head up this week, you guys will have, uh, you'll be at Weibo. Yep. Uh, so now five and two. So you look like a brilliant uh, person because you get credit for the good hire. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, hopefully our baseball team can do the same. Y- yeah, that's um, now are you going to miss being on the school board? You know, so there are definitely parts of it that I, I will miss. Um, it is, as much as I like to joke, uh, it's it's a great thing. It's a very enjoyable thing. Uh, and, and to know that you're making a difference for 2,500 kids in the Danville School Corporation, that makes a huge difference. Um, so you will miss it. Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, now, while I always miss going into Walmart and a – 10-minute milk run turn into a 30-minute conversation. That part I won't always miss, right? But um, it's like any public service. You're going to have – and anything you do in life. You're going to have things in in it that you're going to say, well, you know, I could do without that. But there's going to be parts that you really loved. Because you're a, uh, you're sort of like me. You're a much nicer version of me. But you're a... Uh, you're <laughs> and a, much better looking. Yes, far better looking. Um, you are an accomplishment person, like check a box, move on to the next thing. Right. And I would imagine you had your time with this and you're happy with your successes and it's time to try something else. Yeah, and, and I told people... Uh, when I decided not to run, if I felt like the corporation wasn't in a good place, then I would run for another four years. We're on the right track. We're in a good place. And I know we're only going to get better. And I'm hugely confident in Amy Elliott, who's going to be taking my spot, that she'll continue to move us in the right direction. Otherwise, I, I would have ran again if I didn't think that was the case. All right. So what is next for you? Uh, you know, that's that's the... 
uh, million dollar question right now everybody's asking. So uh, I still have uh, a K through college tutoring company where we connect people to to tutors. Um, and then also I'm working with with Cinda Kelly over at Kelly and Associates and helping uh, like Plainfield right now set up an EID and things like that. So for me, um, it's kind of going into the, the private sector fully and, and looking to see how can we make uh, things better for people on from the private side than just the public side. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe do some traveling, something like that, and, and see where the road takes me. Okay, you still got to be nice to people for another uh, two and a half months. <laughs> what's, what's still on the agenda for Danville Schools as we head into semester break? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. One of the things that I'd like to see change, and I've talked to our superintendent and our board members about it, and it might take some, some creativity. My spot actually um, has a year delay in its election. Okay. So, so like when I, I ran in 2012, I had to wait 14 months before I got on the board. Right. Um, which, which that's kind of funny. To me, that's, that's delaying democracy. That's delaying the people's will. And I'm not a big fan of that. Um, so what I've said is I'll bite the bullet so we can change it to where I'll have a shorter term if we can get this policy changed. I just think it makes a, a bigger difference. If, because if people come in and say, hey, you know what? We don't like where the schools are. We want it to change now. We shouldn't say, oh, well, you've got to wait. Sure. Brownsburg has the same thing in their school board elections this fall. Yeah. So, so technically, you've still got to uh, you still got to work for another year. You know, so so we're hoping that we can change this policy before the end of the year. That way, my my term's the affected one. And, and I've said, yeah, I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Yeah. Um, you're, that, what are you going to you're going to lose all that money, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> maximum of $3,500 on the school board, you know, um, maybe I can go and be a lobbyist afterwards. Isn't that what elected officials do? That's where the money is, I hear. Luke Stevenson left Danville. <laughs> I can see the ads L- now. Lobbying the school board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, so what, what what's on the that? You got that? Uh, I'm sure there's other big things. You got uh, finals or something like that nature coming up? <laughs> yeah, that's, well, uh, in, in the tutoring business, when, when finals come around, we always... Uh, Kids go a little crazy, and I get a little busy, which is okay. Um, but, you know, other than that, um, I've got a few things on the horizon, but, uh, Rob, you understand, sometimes I, I play my hand a little bit close sure. to the chest. Yeah, you're not like me where I told people a year and a half out, I'm going over here. <laughs> right. If you don't like it, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, uh, we've always considered you a great friend of the station. I'm very excited once you're uh, off the school board, you can tell us what you really think about Oh, things. yeah. That's right. the best part. Um, <laughs> as I told people, I told people, I said, when I announced I wasn't going to run, so people did happy dances, and I said, oh, if you think it's bad now, you. <laughs> Just wait till January 1, 2016. And I have held up my end of that bargain. Uh, but uh, anyway, Rob, you're outspoken. Oh, I, I, I'm a pillar of strength in this community. Uh, anyway, Luke, we love you. Thanks for all you do. And, and uh, thanks for keeping us updated on what's going on with Danville School Board. Yeah, thanks, Rob. That was Luke Stevenson of the Danville School Board. Certainly appreciate him taking a few moments to tell us what's going on in Danville. Wrap up the program today, speaking with Jen Cox. She is running for Brownsburg School Board this fall for the seat uh, that will be vacant in Brown Township. Here's that conversation. We're speaking with Jen Cox, she's a candidate for Brownsburg School Board, representing Brown Township. Jen, how are you? I'm good. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Okay, so this is our Brownsburg School Board week. We're scheduled to have not one, not two, but three candidates for Brownsburg School Board on this week. You are our first Brown Township School Board candidate, so congratulations, you win the gold star. Woohoo! 
All right, uh, same question I ask everybody. I know we've had you on the show before. We've talked a little bit about this, but uh, now that we're in the election season, why do you want to run for school board? Why do I run a run for school board? I get that question asked of me a lot of times, and I think that for me, I am very passionate about education. Um, you know, I've had a kid go completely through the school corporation. There's some things I liked, some things I didn't like, um, and some things over the last couple of years that I found that I really didn't like. And I feel like I can bring a new perspective to the school board. I'm a little bit different in the sense that I've lived in this community for six over 16 years, um, but I'm not from Brownsburg originally. I didn't graduate from Brownsburg. I'm not a third-generation Brownsburg. I'm Jen Cox, who's raised my family and chose to raise my family here in this community, stay in these schools. My husband and I moved from one house to another to keep our kids in the Brownsburg School Corporation. Um, like I said, I'm passionate about, about education. And that's the main reason why I'm running. I feel like I have a lot of assets, a lot of knowledge that I bring to the table that might be a little bit different than someone's profession. But I come from being a mom. I come from being a community servant and wanting to serve the community. And um, those are the assets that I bring to the table. Uh, it's interesting. You, got, you guys had a forum the other yes. night. The teachers. It was put on by the teachers. The Brownsburg Classroom Teachers Association. Okay. So the teachers union, for yes. lack of a better term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they, they went. How was that? It was a little nerve-wracking at first. I've never done a Q&A in my entire life. Um, I've been able, I'm very comfortable speaking in public and telling people my thoughts, but I've never had to really come up with my answers right on the spot. Yeah, yeah. So that was a little nerve-wracking, but it was enjoyable. It was nice to see that everybody up there really wants to try to make a difference. Yeah, I love doing the forums. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but are you, you got another one coming up, right? I have another one on November 2nd. The PSG is going to be having one. It's going to be hosted in the boardroom as well. Um, and that's going to be, I don't know the format for it. It hasn't been released yet, Okay. but I believe it's going to be still some more questions and answers. I don't know if it's going to be kind of geared towards a different segment because it's going to be coming more from the parents who are involved in the schools. Again, our guest is Jen Cox. She's a candidate for Brownsburg school board. Now the way school board works, this is interesting. You have to, you're for your seat. There's three seats up. You have to live in Brown township, but everybody that lives in the school corporation can vote for you, right? Right. Okay. So you're going to be seeing your signs, I think I've seen a bunch of them on the south end of town, too, even though Lincoln Township, even though you're out in in uh, in Brown. Yeah. So when I did one of my forums, I threw a budget. I was ready to throw the budget and I threw it and the place went nuts. Now, did you do anything crazy during your forum? I don't think I did anything like that, but I think I shocked some people in the room. Let me just say that I think that they realized that I'm in it to win the seat. I think that they realize that I actually do know what I'm talking about. I have done my, done my work. I've done my homework. I've been in the Vision Academy. I've learned all the different things that goes on with the school corporation. I've learned about the financing. I have the passion. Um, I have the knowledge there. And I actually came up with you know, what my perspective is with being on the school board and what it is that I'm supposed to be doing as a school board member. And I think people were quite surprised by that. So, and here's the deal, because I saw, uh, we had Freegee on, who's mm -hmm. running in Lincoln Township, and we talked to him about it. Um, he talked about some of the questions. They're talking about fiscal responsibility. Yeah, isn't that shocking? It's amazing. I've lived in Brownsburg for 30 years, and I've at least taken a somewhat passing interest in school board elections for basically the past 15. I've never heard them talk about fiscal responsibility before. I've never ever heard people talk intimately about school finance, and they're doing it now. 
Well, it will be nice to see there's people that talk about it and people that actually believe that way. So it can be a nice talking point to be able to get people to vote for you. But do you truly have that fiscal mindset? And I think for me, I do. Because I think every time, and one of the things I talked about was I have no problem doing my homework, doing my research, and going line by line with every single budget item. Does a lot of these things add value to the kids in the classroom? Because ultimately, we want them to have a safe environment. We want them to be able to have sports. We want them to be able to learn. But we want to enrich them in the classroom. So we want to make sure that they're going to be, their education is going to be enriched. The teachers are going to have a good experience so that they can connect with their students and teach them. And they're going to have the structures to be able to accommodate that. Now, the amazing thing about this, the reason the reason they're talking about fiscal responsibility, you're a large part of that. Mm -hmm. The whole referendum thing woke everybody up. Um, I would be curious uh, to get your thoughts on the responses that came about when we talk about fiscal responsibility and whether you believe that all candidates running this year will uphold the pledge the school board signed uh, earlier this year not to raise taxes. Well, given the fact that Phil Utterback didn't do it, I don't really know. And I think his position of that when it came up was that he was elected by the people and that he was supposed to use his good judgment. Okay. But he also is a school board member that's running for a reelection that, you know, approved the referendum to be put on the ballot. So I don't really know. I don't know enough about them personally. Um, and I don't even know someone who, who I, one of my opponents that does know a lot about school financing, if they truly are about fiscal responsibility. I will say one of the things that was very prominent that a few of us talked about was being accessible to the community to hear the concerns. Um, some people want to put a spin on that and call that, oh, I only want to hear the gripes or I'm only interested in the negative things. No, I want to hear the positive things as well. I want to hear everything and you being accessible to the community. We as a community take our funds or through our property taxes and the state sends it for the general funds. We are the ones supporting our schools. We want to have educated kids leave Brownsburg Community School Corporation. Yeah, no it, is, it is fascinating um, how the dynamic, because I remember 2012, I went to the candidate forum. The questions that were posed this time and the track of the conversation versus where they were four years ago. And it's a much better spot for this community because it's putting the candidates, all of them, on the spot to say whether are you for the deal or are you not for the deal? So I'll ask you right now, are you for the deal which pledges not to raise taxes in this town and not have a referendum for 10 years? Yes, and I actually put that in my questionnaire, in my answer that you can find. It's actually on my website. Um, I have a blog post about it, and I put it in a PDF. I took some screenshots so you can see it. But I talk about because they asked about how do you handle you know, new capital projects. And I flat out said, well, I hope there's not any for the next 10 years because we came up with a pretty darn good plan. So there's no reason for the school corporation to come back and do it. Now, I know the pledge allows for a little wiggle room in case all of a sudden you have an influx, but we've kind of tried to make some planning long term for that not to happen. And if it does, then we have to sit and look at everything. And I'm not, you know, not just going to be like, no, I'm going to look at it. But my intention is not, my intention is to rent, to, um, honor the pledge that that board set and to not have to do any kind of referendum or anything for the next 10 years. Yeah, and I think it's important. Again, our guest is Jen Cox. She's a candidate for uh, Brownsburg School Board, Brown Township. This is just my opinion. Um, they were handed $98 million. And for guys like me who looked at that and said, you literally could have cut property tax rates in this town in half for every taxpayer, um, that was a big give. 
to do that because we could have beat it at referendum. It could have beat, I think everybody on that school board knew it. I think Dr. Snap knew it. And I think there, the give on that on our end was a pledge not to raise taxes. So if anybody goes back on that pledge, and that's why with guys like Utterback, I struggle with that because um, you were handed $98 million. If that's not enough, what is the number? That I, I mean, am I unreasonable for that? I like to think I'm a pretty reasonable guy. <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 they came up with that number based on the numbers that were given. So they know that that's the budget and what they could accommodate and do. So that should move us out well past even 10 years, even with the projected growth coming into the town. Yeah. Okay. So you're knocking on doors right now. Yes, I am. What do you hear from people when you get a live body at the door in the lawn other than get off my property? What well, do you hear? Some of them I hear are former school employees. Um, I love talking to the lunch ladies love hearing their little gossip and stuff. The lunch ladies are great. <laughs> They're the best. I hear um I've had I've come across, you know, some people that don't have kids in the school and they're like well, I don't even have kids in the school. I'm like, yeah, but it's your tax It's your tax money. And I was like, you know, my goal is to make sure that we're good stewards of the tax money that's, you know, given to us. I think I've had people address some of their concerns, you know, about the spending. And I think that that's where that value base has to come in. Some people think that the school corporation has a tendency to be a little bit frivolous um, with some of their spending. And so I always say I will work to make sure that we are making value-based um, spending, you know, is this really enhancing and enriching the school, enriching the students? You know, what what is it really providing? Um, but those are kind of, you know, people are wishing me luck. Um, I think they're a little startled when they see Brown Township seat. I'm like, I'm running for the Brown Township seat, you know, Richard Sutton seat. And they're like, oh, okay. And so it does take that connection that, oh, I can actually go vote for you. Right. It, so. it's, it's a big, it's a big. It's a big learning curve to be in any elected office, and I think that's one of the major problems we have with municipal government, and I will say this from experience. I spent basically seven months from the time I was elected to the time I started learning, and you still feel completely overwhelmed when you when you get in there. Uh, but give us a couple of the things that you're going to make a priority if you're elected to the, to the school board. Um, one of the things that is a priority for me is to make sure that the school corporation and the board actually understand what each of their duties are. So that's one of the things that I talked about is that the board is the governing body of the school corporation. The idea is the superintendent, which who we've hired to come to us with ideas and initiatives and policies that they can help to move the school corporation forward, to make our schools better, to enrich the kids. Okay. And the, and for him to realize that, you know, you're not in charge of the board. You know, we, you bring us sound and sound data, your policies, and we make a vote on it. My other, my other thing is empowering the kids with knowledge um, and opportunities to succeed. You know, we, not every kid is going to go to college. We want to make sure that when they leave here, that no matter what they choose, no matter what vocation and career line they go into, that they are prepared and they have knowledge, um, making sure that we're also supporting our teachers because they're a big they're a big part of it. You do want to support your teachers because they are with our kids somewhere between seven to eight days a week. I mean, an hours a day, five days a week. So we want to make sure that our teachers are happy and that they are still loving what they do. So I also heard again. Our guest is Jen Cox. She's a candidate for Brownsburg School Board. By the way, we want to let everybody know we uh, Freegie's been here. Petre's been here. Art Meyer will have been here by the time this air, uh, later this week. 
Uh, any person running for Brownsburg School Board, welcome to come on this show. It's an open-ended invitation. These are not endorsements. Everybody is free to, to come and, and sit in the hot seat, as, as we like to say. I heard at the forum they were talking a great deal about being involved with the legislature now and paying yeah. attention to the legislature. Is that true? Yes. So Rob Kendall comes to a school board meeting, says that the board has no idea what's going on with the legislature, is grossly incompetent, and now all of a sudden we're talking about the school board being involved with the legislature. That's so great to hear. <laughs> yes, I, you know, we, my, one of my opponents is, you know, um, is an education attorney. And that's one of the things that he talked a lot about was being able to understand the law. I think that's something that makes me unique is that I am a mom, I'm a volunteer in the schools. Um, and I actually have a passion for law. I mean, I did not go to law school. It's something that I did think about, but I decided to um, raise our family instead. Um, and I enjoy getting down there and getting to the state house. And that was something that actually Dr. Snap said is that the board, the f- current board is not really good at getting involved in the legislative side. And I thought that that was something that would, that I would very much enjoy um, as well as, you know, knowing about the curriculum and all the other aspects and funding that go on with the school. And to tell everybody why this is really important is because one of the reasons for the quote unquote need for the referendum was, all that we're not getting proper funding from the state. Well, it was blatantly obvious the state was about to adjust the state funding formula. Mm-hmm. And I put that solely, I'm not putting it on Dr. Snap, I'm putting it solely on the board because it's the board's job to understand these sort of things. And the fact that there was just blatant ignorance to this. And then you, you put the, you got a community over this because you don't know what's going on down at the state house. That has to change. And I was so pleased to see that yet another Rob Kendall talking point made it in to the school board debate. So that's, that's really great. You really uh, are a genius, oh, Rob. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just glad that people that were so mean to me are now incorporating my talking points into these uh, these debates. They should have let me moderate. I would have been great. It would have well, been I, so great. I do think that the, that everything this last referendum cycle, you know, the last election, it really woke people up. It woke people up to the fiscal part. It woke people up to the legislative part. And the fact that we've kind of had a board that has been a little bit too hands off. Um, you know, there, there might be some that are really interested in certain aspects and stuff, but being on the board, you need to be more engaged. You need to be having more oversight, which has been, I think, one of the downfalls of the board is they've been a little too laxed and just not really doing their part. I mean, my goal, and I've said this on my website and on my Facebook page, when I go in there, it's like I will do, I promise to do my homework. Okay, and, and that means that I have to spend some time down at the state house to understand and, and to, you know, work with legislators to try to, you know, help us with laws and stuff, making sure that I come in and understand the funding that is going on, that I'm listening to the teachers, I'm enriching, that I'm helping, you know, with the curriculum to enrich the kids. Those are things that I promise to do. Yeah, I think it's very, and I want to say this with utmost sincerity, I think it is so wonderful that the, the Teachers Association took all those talking points that I brought up last year and put them into their discussion. I think that's, I think that's so I great. I think they must have gone through your Facebook page. I, I, I think it's great. And they're like, hey, we need to incorporate no, that. I, I, I mean this with the <laughs> utmost sincerity. I think that's so wonderful that they, uh, that they did that, and that's, that's really great. Uh, okay, Jen, want to close up uh, here with a couple things. If people want to know more about uh, you, or are you going to be out and about? Are you gonna be, what are you going to be doing? Well, I'm just hitting doors. Um, you'll be seeing I have a little flyer that goes around. You can also come to my website at www.electgencox.com, and that's with two N's for Jen. Um, I have my little pamphlets going around. I also have a Facebook page. That's jencox um, Brownsburg School Board. Um, I'm really just out in the community. I actually have my phone number on the pamphlet, so I don't want prank calls at 3 a.m., um, and I don't want 
tweets at 3 a.m. either, <laughs> mind well, you. Welcome to public service. Um, but I do appreciate any calls that someone might have or if they want to send me a text or something and ask a question. I am very accessible. That's one of the things that I want to focus on and let people know is that, you know, I am in the community every single day and I and that's the reason why I'm running and I'm accessible. I do you. want to close with this. I think one of the keys in any sort of elected office, and it's something I found out very quickly, is your ability to get what you believe is right for public policy, but work with others. Yes. And uh, I want you to expand on this a little bit, because I think what you did, you and your group, the BRFR group, um, what you guys did working with Dr. Snap to, well, first of all, to defeat the referendum, but knowing you had a plan in defeating the referendum and then working with Dr. Snap is really what a school board member should be all about. That sort of uh, ability to work across a broad spectrum. Um, and I want you to expand a little bit on that because that to me is what a school board member's job is. Get the solution, but protect people's uh, pocketbooks. Yeah, you can be a very principled person and still work with others. I mean, there, it's not its not like, oh, I'm principled and I'm not working with you. I think that's one of the things that really benefits me and what makes me such a great candidate and why I would be the best person is because I have – I know how to work with people. I've done it with Relay for Life. I do it with the charity that I run. I, I have to learn to make decisions and come up with, with solutions. Um, I showed that when we did defeat the referendum, um, we got a call to come in and meet with the administration, and it was monthly. So not only was I doing that and trying to come up with solutions, but I was then attending the community meetings. So I was getting a double dose of all the information that everybody was receiving. And my goal was never to defeat the referendum and never come up with another plan. Okay. Um, So I think one of the things that was great about it, working together, and there were times when I literally would be emailing the DGLF, their attorney down there and emailing snap back. Hey, I found this information out. Go do this or go, go find this out. And you would have Barry who's, who's their new, you know, finance guy would go and he would do the research. And, you know, it's like that, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And so I really, I really feel like I'm able to state my principles and push people to do their jobs even better. And to come up with solutions and for me to even do my homework. So I'm very excited at the idea of coming up with solutions for our school corporation. It is growing. We always want to enhance the education. We want to, we want to make sure that everyone is graduating from Brownsburg um, with a great education and that they're heading off into whatever vocation they can. We we want to make sure that, you know, we have solid school infrastructure and it's not dilapidated. We do not want to go and kick the can down the road, which had been done for the last 40 years, to the future generations and leave them holding the bag like we have been left. Jen, thanks for being with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Rob. Thanks to Jen Cox for taking a few moments to tell us a little bit about her candidacy for Brownsburg School Board. Also want to thank Luke Stevenson from the Danville School Board for stopping by to tell us a little bit about what's going on out in Danville. And also want to thank United States Congressman Todd Young for being on the show as well. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, you can listen to an on-demand podcast anytime you want. We're now on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show at your leisure at either SoundCloud or iTunes. Just type in Central Indiana Today and uh, stay up to date if you've got a smartphone or tablet. Or you can check us out on our website at wyrz.org. Just click the Shows tab there at the top of the page. Scroll down, find Central Indiana Today, and you can go back and listen anytime you want. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. 
You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.